standing up in McKinney. This is, according to Callus, January the 9th, the year of our Lord, 2024. Episode 561. And before I get into the program, let me just tell you, uh, the good Lord chose to remind me once again, (laughs) uh, last, uh, or Saturday, that I am but a frail human being, and no matter how bulletproof or how tough I might think I am, that little itty-bitty thing can take me down to my knees and uh, require <laughs> surgical intervention. So, I that's that's what I had to do. Uh, it really uh, tossed me down, tossed me to the side, um, but... Well, I might not be bulletproof, I am pretty darn resilient. So here I am, I'm back. I'm going to keep doing what I do, which is hopefully bringing the good word out there, encouraging and uh, pointing forward, talking about things in Texas, Collin County and McKinney, and honestly, looking at everything on the grand schemes, how can we do better? How can we build that culture of independence? How can we put Texas first? So, um, I missed my uh, debate night last night. Uh, I'd spent a good deal of time preparing and getting that thing set up. And I was very fortunate to have excellent backup and fill-in available for me at the last minute. Um, And I'm very happy, very pleased with how it went off last night. My understanding is they had over 200 people there. It was standing room only. And a lot of good conversations happened. Unfortunately, at least one of the candidates that was scheduled to be there did not make it. I don't know what happened. Uh, I'm not looking to abuse or talk down to that individual. I sincerely am sad that he did not get a chance to come speak for himself. That being said, the show must go on. They went out without me, and tonight, not 100% recovered, not in the least, but I will be there. I will have a a ride there. I'll... uh, Get myself up to that table, and I will sit in the chair, and we will get this done. Now, I want to be, again, upfront about this. You can have candidates that you don't like. You can have candidates that you don't feel like they represent you. That's okay. But I need you. I need you to at least be respectful to anybody that's willing to throw their hat in the ring, anybody that's willing to... Go to the trouble of running for office. Now, yes, I know that means that there are going to be some socialist, progressive leftists that, yes, you still should show them some respect. You don't have to respect their theories, their ideas, their policies, but them as individuals. Please show them a little bit of respect. And certainly anybody that's on our team, right, the, the big Republican tent, we ought to be able to extend that respect and that courtesy to everybody that's at least nominally on our team. <clears throat> To me, that's one of the most important things. The other thing that needs to be reminded to people from time to time is when you're in a debate and your job as a moderator is to make all of the participants look good. You're not there to play gotcha games. You're not there to slight them. You're not there to talk smack about them. On occasion, you can poke fun to somebody that doesn't bother to show up. I think that's fair game. But if they're there, if they gave you the courtesy, if they're they're going to be involved, they're going to do their part then you need to give them a little deference and let them be able to speak their mind and speak on their issues 
And we need to be courteous and helpful when that happens. Doesn't mean they get a free reign. Doesn't mean uh, there's no accountability. No, that's the job of the audience who asks questions. That's the job of the other candidates that are challenging them because they're dissatisfied with what they have been doing. So I think that about covers it. So as they say, on with the show, episode 561, it's debate night, but it's also a Texas Tuesday. And I guess in some regards, it's a Texas slash Texas Tuesday, because if you haven't been following along, apparently now the Republican Party is prepared to go to court to ignore the wishes of the Texas Nationalist Movement and the accomplishment that they achieved and... I just don't see that as productive. So I want to subdivide this now. I'm going to go through the Texas slash Texas Tuesday, I guess, as a sub part. And I'm going to cut it short tonight, guys. I have I've still uh, got a little more preparation to do for my debate moderation duties tonight. But I had to get something out. I, I missed Monday and I, I got at least 10, 15 minutes in me. So let's get this done. Let's get it. Let's get it on the record. Right. Okay. So I look at this and first let me, yeah, I'm going to divide it first. So we have a case of two generals. They're both leading their armies, figuratively speaking, to a goal or to an achievement, to an objective. And how do they best get there? Now, in some ways, the generals have similar goals or a similar outcome they'd like to see. But in other ways, they have a divergent priorities and divergent uh, needs. So I want to say on the onset, I've had the pleasure of meeting both Matt Rinaldi and Daniel Miller. I think very highly of both of them. I think they're both capable, good leaders in their way. I, I'm, I don't serve on the leadership team, which would be the state Republican executive committee. And I don't serve on the board of directors or whatever for Texas nationalist movement. So I, I don't know the inner workings and details, but from what I can see from the outside looking in from, from a peon in both organization, they know what they want to do and they're getting their armies into position. So something happened last week, again, disappointing, very disappointing. The dismissal or the non-acceptance of the, um, Signed affidavits that were done electronically, I guess would be the best way to put it, right? They, they didn't allow for the petition. Now, granted, they received 139,000. They only had to get 97,000. And yes, those are not the specific numbers. I rounded them and I did it on purpose because apparently it doesn't matter. When you exceed the number by over 40,000 and you can still be equally dismissed because, well, um, the due date isn't the due date. And oh, well, we're not going to accept electronic signatures when pretty much the entire world uses electronic signatures. I got to say that's, that's petty and disappointing unless. So I am going to now step out of the ring here and I'm going to try and be the objective, cool-minded individual that I like to pose to be from time to time on my very own show and look at it from the eyes of Matt Rinaldi. Matt Rinaldi is the chairman of the Republican Party of Texas. Matt Rinaldi is basically dealing with a multiple front civil war within the party that has at least two fronts. That is the rhinos or the fake Republicans, right? And then, of course, he has to still corral and deal with the Democrats that are interfering 
mostly through those fake Republicans, but he also has to keep his moderate wing on board and keep them content. And then, of course, you have the hardcore Trumpists or the Trumpsters or whatever you want to call them. I'm not trying to be pejorative. These are folks that really the only thing that matters to them is getting Trump elected. Now, yeah, they want good conservative policy, but as far as the strategy and the method to get it done, they basically don't have any idea. They just think that if Trump wins, it's magically going to happen. And maybe that's not fair. Maybe that's more nuanced. And in fact, I'll just say from the onset, I know it's more nuanced, but brass tacks, if you're looking from the outside to the inside, that's what it looks like. So you're, you're, you're Matt Rinaldi and you're looking at, we have a good lineup here of challenger candidates that will help us get rid of some of these fake Republicans, right? Some of these people that side with Democrats to defeat Republican, or if you prefer conservative legislation, we have a really good chance of getting rid of them because, well, they shot themselves in the foot. They keep electing Democrat chairs. They keep supporting a chairman that isn't interested in conservative policies, that isn't interested in doing Republican things. And Oh, by the way, these same folks went after the attorney general on rather dubious uh, means, right? So that's what he's dealing with. He can only really focus on those things. And he has to do what he can to ensure the conservative or the better Republican candidate wins. And and of course, we're all going to, largely vary on how we would describe or explain what the better Republican candidate is. But by and large, those of you that are harder right to the center than milk toast are going to want that because it pushes the Overton or the Overton window and it pushes the envelope as far as forcing people to work to get things done that we would prefer to have done. So if I'm Matt Rinaldi and I'm looking at this, I don't need the distraction of TNM being on the ballot. I don't need... Any reason for the moderates to show up in force to work against what we're trying to do. I don't need any additional draw to Democrats to cross over and vote in the Republican primary. Now, understand me, if we had close primaries, if we had registered uh, voting, in other words, you can't cross, right? We wouldn't have this problem, but we don't even have that yet. Now, curiously enough... Wouldn't you know that's one of the ballot questions? So if we close the primaries and actually have legitimate party affiliations so you can't vote in the other party's elections, well, that will solve most of our problems, but we still have to deal with, oh, I don't know, voter integrity, the fact that we've got millions of people coming here that are undocumented that apparently are going to start voting in our elections in certain mm, locations. So again, you're looking at this as Matt Rinaldi, and you don't need this confusion. You don't need this distraction. Now, I understand you can reject that. I understand that maybe that's not good enough. I understand that maybe you just disagree. Maybe you think it's beneficial to them. I understand. I don't have a strong position on this one way or the other. I want to, I want to be honest about that. I'm trying to just look at both sides of the issue here. So from my standpoint, That's kind of where I'm seeing Matt Rinaldi coming from. He has to do what he thinks is best for the Republican Party and improving or making it more conservative via the elected officials. The party itself is already more conservative or more liberty-minded or more hardcore or whatever you want to call it. 
But the elected officials does not reflect that. That's his problem. That's the concern he has. There are a lot of people that run as Republicans that are, in fact, not Republicans, but they do it because the district is, and they do it because they want to maintain their power. And they do it because, well, quite frankly, maybe they're a little sociopathic. Who knows? But that's what you're dealing with, right? So Matt Rinaldi's looking at that picture, right? Now, in deference to Matt Rinaldi, again, because I have met the guy, I do respect the guy, I think he's a very smart guy. Perhaps he's also looking at it as he's not actually opposed to the Texit referendum or the Texit movement, but he doesn't think it's the right time. What good would it be to achieve independence to, I don't know, duplicate the leadership that's in Mexico or have a state leadership that turns out into a national leadership that devolves into what California has become. I mean, to me, that's, that's a far more legitimate concern. If you don't have the right people in place, if you, if you don't have that shadow government or those people prepared and ready to run and are able and capable of doing what needs to be done in order to protect a new and independent Texas Republic, that's a big concern. And, and giving him the benefit of the doubt, I wonder if that isn't a part of it. Okay. So, we cover General 1, Matt Rinaldi. General 2, uh, Daniel Miller. Again, I've had the pleasure and the honor of meeting the guy, talking to the guy. Uh, again, very smart and very capable guy. What he wants, and I think what most Texians, what Tejanos want, is a return to an independent republic. They want to be free from, essentially, the giant intertangling alliance that we brought upon ourselves when we joined the union. We we get benefits from being part of the union, but at this point, they're diminishing. In fact, the cost is increasingly getting higher. And how is that better for Texas? How is that helping Texas? We know that empires fall. We know that empires crumble. I assume that Daniel Miller, being an astute student of history, is aware of that. And he's figuring we can get ahead of the curve and if Texas declares its independence and makes it a move on its own and gets the opportunity to define its own terms and does it while their things are relatively stable, we would have a, an immediate alliance, an immediate um, team uh, to the north, to the east, and to the west of us. I'm fairly certain that if we were to go our own way, Oklahoma would follow. I'm also very, well, I wouldn't say very, but I'm fairly certain that Louisiana might choose to follow or Arkansas. Now, I'm not sure we want to deal with New Mexico, but I wouldn't entirely rule it out. And then you throw in the fact that Kansas, Nebraska, those other states, they may want a better option. But none of that happens if you don't move the ball. So when you've been playing a ground game, I think I'm going to get this analogy right, where you're moving three yards on a pile of dust, moving three yards on a pile of dust, you have to convert on your fourth down. But you prefer to convert on that third down. So we thought, all of us, all of us TNMers, we thought we had gotten the ball across the line. We had achieved the first down that we were going to get to make the next action. We were going to get to take the next step. Now the party, we can choose to look at it in the absolute most negative light. We could choose to be as charitable as possible, but the party decided not to go along with us. The part, the party decided to throw a roadblock. We don't have to like it. We don't have to be enthusiastic about it, but we have to understand that it is the right. 
it is a private organization. They do get to define the terms of what they do. I made a recommendation about a week ago that rather than fighting with a lawsuit, they cut a deal and just say, hey, we're not going anywhere. We've been helping you guys, whether you know or not, for a long time. We're going to redouble our efforts. We're going to have 300,000 signatures next time around. We're going to have massive quantities of people show up at these Senate district conventions and at the state convention. We're not going to settle for just a couple of planks in the platform. We're going to get on the legislative priorities. We're going to start making demands. We're going to start flipping SREC seats, if that's what it takes, to be heard. Now, likewise, I imagine something similar is going on over at the Democrat Party, only at a much lesser scale, because they're not quite as friendly to what we want to do. And I'm going to imagine the average libertarian out there or the average independent out there who just wants less government, wants to be left alone, has got to be pretty bemused about what's been playing out here because the Republican Party claims and holds out that they're the party of small government. And here's the TNM that's basically saying, yeah, we're going to remove an entire level of government. Why don't you help us with this? And they're told no, or not now, or we're not ready. So if you're Daniel Miller, you're going to redouble your efforts. You're, you're going to keep slogging it out. You're going to keep doing what you do well. You're not going to take no for an answer because I've heard him say it in person. It is his dream in his lifetime to see Texas become an independent republic once again. Now, I got to be honest, as, as a TNMer, as, as a Republican, I'm okay to settle for a de facto independence. I would prefer a de jure independence, but I'll settle for a de facto independence. There have been many books written about the idea of a de facto independent state. There are, there are many different um, compromises that could be done with that situation. And if you're de facto independent, it's only by the grace of of your independent nature that you choose to stay part of the whole. It puts you in the driver's seat, which is where the states were supposed to be from the first point, right? The states created the federal government. The states are the sovereign, but everybody seems to forget that. Everybody wants to overlook that. And I just don't think that's the best idea. I, I fail to see the wisdom in doing that, but that's where we're at. That's where we are. So going forward, what does that mean? What what are we going to do? Well, I imagine there's going to be a floor battle in May of 2024. Now, hopefully, it will not end up in a bitter feud. Hopefully, it will not put metaphorical blood in the streets. Hopefully, we'll be able to behave like adults, get the revised language, double down and show up and do a better job in two more years. And by better job, I just mean even more over the top. The TNM exceeded the requirements. The TNM has been game on for years and the Republican party would be very wise to get on board with the concept of putting Texas first. The, the Republican party of Texas would be very wise to see them as an ally I can't speak for Chairman Rinaldi. I can't speak for the members of the SREC. I know there's some trepidation uh, and some fears there. I respect that to a degree because you just don't know. But here's the thing. Who dares wins? You don't ever win if you don't show up to the game. 
You can't ever do anything if you don't saddle up, if you don't put your boots on, whatever your preferred analogy is. If you don't get into the fight, you're never, ever going to win. And when you're in that fight, you can never, ever, 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 ever give up. And with that, this has been According to Callus, and I will see you on the other side.